0: We're going to switch gears and go back to the border now. We've talked about it before. There's a lot of confusion around the border. There's a lot of frustration around the border. Uh, We know that it will remain closed until July 21st, at least. Now, this time last month, there was uh, intense pressure from both sides of the border to reopen. Ottawa, though, said no. And shortly after they made that announcement, the U.S. government said the same thing, extending the closure for another month until the 21st. Incredibly frustrating and even more confusing for a great number of people especially as summer is now upon us. So let's get some insight into just how important this is and, and what we need to do around the border. We're going to chat with Maria Lily-Shaw, who is a senior economist with the Montreal Economic Institute. Uh, Maria, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, when we take a look at this, getting the border reopened, uh, a huge issue, obviously. And, there, you know, you're talking about families, individuals, businesses, all kinds of people suffering every day that it remains closed, right?
1: that's correct and you said it well in the beginning there's been a lot of confusion and we've now moved on to frustration surrounding the canada u.s border issue and one of the things that's fueling the frustration is the government's inconsistency when it comes to the conditions yeah. that must be met in order to reopen the border so previously the canadian government stated it would contemplate reopening the borders once 75 percent of canadians had received one dose of the of a covid-19 vaccine and 20 percent were fully vaccinated now given the the fact that this threshold had been met days before the previous prohibition period was set to expire at the end of June, many were convinced that the borders were going to reopen, but that didn't happen. Instead, a new golden rule was put in place, so now a minimum of 75% of Canadians must be double-dosed before Canada even contemplates lifting its border restrictions. So the fact that the rules keep changing and promises are being broken is, haper, is hampering the government's credibility and creating a sense of uncertainty for businesses and the general population.
0: You know, Marie, when you talk about that number, as you said, 75% fully vaccinated, um, that's of all Canadians. And so you take you take kids out of that who aren't even eligible. That means 86% of eligible Canadians would need to get vaccinated, fully vaccinated. There's a very good chance we will never attain that benchmark.
1: Yeah, and that's a scary thought. And considering <laughs> the, the pace of vaccination and the rate of vaccine shipments that we're receiving and the schedule that, that is uh that we have right now, this new threshold might not even be met until the start of September. And that's if it's Met at all, so we still have a lot of months to to go before we even contemplate reopening, according to this new rule, um, which it, which hurts uh, Canadians, it hurts our businesses it 's costing us millions every day
0: obviously, having the border reopened um, would be awesome, but I think you know it 's important to talk about and, y- and you mentioned it the fact that having some sort of clarity because, you know, when you're talking about from things as small as summer vacations with the family to businesses that have operations on both sides of the border and businesses that rely on cross-border commerce, just having some sort of certainty that you could plan on would go a long way, right?
1: Exactly, because uncertainty is a business's worst enemy, at least maybe after COVID, but still it, it hurts them a lot. And Closing the border last year may have been justified, given our scientific knowledge at the time, and it may have even provided an extra layer of protection against the virus. But we have to reevaluate the necessity of the remaining restrictions. There has to be a greater sense of urgency towards this issue, given the evidence and the science that we know now. And Canada's tourism in- uh, sector would be better off, even with just a partial reopening of the border, no matter what that may look like. And a little more business travel wouldn't hurt us either. It wouldn't hurt the economy.
0: And And, and like you say, back when the border was closed, I think a lot of people... Almost it was a sigh of relief because we saw what was going on in the United States in terms of COVID case counts and all the rest. But if you take a look at what's going on right now, uh, on both sides of the border, it seems like we're at a position where it doesn't really make sense to keep the border closed. And we heard that from people before saying, Mm -hmm. what is the reasoning behind this?
1: I can't speculate towards the reason, sadly, but let's say we consider the safety because maybe some people are uneasy with the thought of uh, visitors coming into our country. And looking out for the safety of Canadians is still essential. But now that we have more information about the virus and how it it, uh, can spread, I'm certain there are ways of keeping people safe without hurting our businesses and tourism industry anymore. And let's not forget that there are still sanitary measures in place so even if the border reopens tomorrow masks are still mandatory inside social distancing is still the norm hand sanitizer is not going to disappear from uh, our store entrances so even for those that are reluctant to get the vaccine there are still measures in place that look out for their safety
0: the other thing is The border's closed, kind of, sort of. I mean, this is the other thing, right? Some things are allowed, some things are. not But if you fly across the border, you know, they've got all kinds of rules in place to make it easy. The quarantine has been lifted, although the border is still closed and you shouldn't be crossing it anyway. So none of that makes sense either.
1: No, Canada is being left in the dark. Canadians can now travel freely to the United States and even some European countries with minimal restrictions upon their arrival and their return. I mean, in some places, they don't even have to wear masks anymore. So other countries will have a robust tourist season, but Canada, like I said, is going to be left in the dark. And we have to consider what that is costing us every day. And there's also logistical questions that are being asked because the United States did not implement a vaccine passport, but I mean, traveling on condition of uh, a vaccination is not new. Many countries already ask for proof of immunization against various other synthesis like yellow fever, for example. And so if they were able to provide proof of vaccination against those illnesses in the past, there must be a way of providing proof that, that they have obtained a COVID vaccine. It's not a new concept. And in any case, providing of vaccination could a vaccination can be a temporary measure so it could be required in the short to medium term but perhaps in the long term such a measure would disappear altogether. At least this way, the most eager vaccinated Americans could travel freely and help support our businesses and tourism industry.
0: So we've talked mostly about what it means for Canadians, but what about Americans? We, uh, we've we've talked to them on the show here before, people uh, you know, in Washington state, and I know the governor, uh, not the governor, but uh, uh, a politician in New York has been very vocal about saying this is ridiculous what's happening with the border. A lot of pressure from south of the border too to get this solved.
1: Oh, my goodness, yes, absolutely. I mean, our southern neighbors make 24 million trips to Canada, and nearly 70% of those are done uh, through our borders, our land borders, sorry. And so for every day that they remain closed, we're deprived of tens of thousands of travelers supporting our businesses and our tourist industry, and they also help support the 1.9 million jobs that are in tourism dependent industries in Canada. So, on and on top of that, American vacationers spend a whopping $11.3 billion every year when they visit Canada, and so we stand to lose nearly $31 million every day the border remains closed, and that's a conservative estimate because it doesn't take into consideration the fact that they spend more during the summer months, which have already begun. And if we look beyond the border closure, meaning if we look at international travel by plane, we're losing millions more every day because residents from other countries, while maybe fewer in numbers to visit Canada, they spend almost the exact same amount as Americans when they visit Canada, meaning $11.3 billion every year.
0: Okay, so July 21st is our next... I don't know, marker, that's what we were told uh, mm-hmm. it's close to, at least until, are we seeing any change in positioning? Like you said, the Prime Minister, you know, throwing out the new numbers. Um, how optimistic are you we'll see some movement by July 21st?
1: Oh, my. <laughs> optimistic. I wish I could be at this point. Uh, I am hoping, um, Let's uh, I'm at least hoping the public opinion on this uh, go, leans more towards reopening. Absolutely. I think if uh, the public puts enough pressure, perhaps some movement can be seen. They've been talking about a phased uh, way of opening the border. But, I mean, it's one thing to talk about it, but it's another thing to actually publish a plan, inform uh, Canadians how exactly they want to go about this, what exactly has to be met. And if they have a plan, they have to stick to it, too, because they can't simply change their mind a couple days before well, this is the, thing. the uh, prohibition period expires.
0: Yeah, nail it down and stick to it. That's the first big exactly. step that we need. Uh, Maria, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much. Have a great day.
0: That is Maria Lily-Shaw, who is a senior economist at the Montreal Economic Institute. We've talked about it before, and I guess we'll just have to wait and see uh, as we get closer. But, you know, it's the, the most frustrating thing for me, and I know for a lot of you, and I'm seeing your texts, is uh, this moving of, of the goalposts, right? We're, we're told, okay. Once you reach this, then everything can be okay. And we reached that, and suddenly, oh no! Now we're going to change it a little bit. Uh, the 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 mark was seventy twenty. That's what it was. Some jurisdiction said seventy five twenty. Okay, either way, Canada reached seventy five percent first dose, twenty percent second dose. We're considerably higher than that in terms of second dose, and a little bit higher in terms of first dose. So we reached the benchmarks that were put forward, and then suddenly, the Prime Minister, uh, last week, I don't think it was an official policy statement, it was more of an offhand, well, now we're taking a look at maybe 75% fully vaccinated. Which, as I was saying with, with our guest, if you take a look at that, and you remove under 12, you're looking at about 86% of the Canadian population being fully vaccinated before the border is reopened. That may never happen, we may never get to 86% fully vaccinated. In fact, there's a good chance we won't. You know, polls show that somewhere between 18 and 20% of people just won't get vaccinated. So uh, it's a push. It's a stretch. And take a look at what's going on on both sides of the border when it comes to cases. They continue to decline.